It's that time, Donald Glover's Atlanta, the after show, Nobody Beats the Beebs, episode five. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's how we play right now. Welcome to Atlanta. If you haven't been watching the show, you've been missing out. We've been with the show since the very beginning. Now we're at episode five. Nobody beats the bees. I'm the one and only impeccable, impenetrable Tehran Von Gossry. Find me at I am Tehran across the board on social media alongside Chaos J all day. That's right. K-A-A-O-S-J. Yeah, you said that like you were about to radio host. Like I right, felt like you were going right? to DJ. You were yeah, going like, 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 to be like, one and two and oh, oh. Yeah, That's no. how I feel. And you know, I'll save it for the next episode. Well, I don't want you to save anything for the next episode because right now we have to focus on this episode. It honestly, uh, I enjoyed it. Of course, it's funny. Did I think it was one of the stronger episodes? I did not, but it did bring up some of the very fine points. Let's start it off with the bomb of the show. Justin Bieber <laughs> was black. Like they had uh they had an actor portray Justin Bieber on the show, and it was a black Justin Bieber. Yeah, pretty much. It was a chocolate-fied Justin Bieber. Um, I thought it was hilarious. That was probably, for me, the highlight of the show was watching him. At first, I didn't get it. At, like I kept looking, and I was like, oh, okay, because they had a couple other guys in his entourage. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, Maybe it was another. Like, especially right, like he was that, walking in with a white guy, which right. I think was done intentional for us not to get it at first. Exactly. And then slowly be broken into the fact that Justin Bieber, in the show Atlanta, is black. Yep. It's black and he's kind of a punk. And he's Pretty kind much. of a punk. And he's, he's a little jerk. It embodies the spirit of what the media has portrayed as Justin Bieber to all of us, right? Because we see him doing wild things from the beginning. He's peeing on the side of the wall. He's telling everyone, just give him the ball. Everything he does, everyone fawns over. People scream as soon as he walks in. That's the Justin Bieber we've grown Pretty to much. love. Pretty much disrespectful. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was, I like the way they did that. I like the way they handled that. It was, it was good. I actually wonder if they wanted the real Justin Bieber on the show and due to conflict, scheduling, whatever it is, or maybe just because he didn't think it was appropriate, his management team, he didn't do the show, so they said, you know what, we're going to keep it, we're just going to parody it. Because that's what it was, it's a parody of Justin Bieber, exactly. we have black Justin Bieber. That's a good point. You know, honestly, I kind of felt like it was intentional. Like I felt like they didn't really, they didn't want the Justin Bieber, and they didn't want like a, a character. You know, they didn't really want a caricature of D- Justin Bieber. You know, just some regular Caucasian actor. Like I felt like they did that on purpose. Well, and it, it, I wonder. I wonder because I would see them reaching out because it's like we saw a lot of we see a lot of other people on the show. True. From Migos who did play drug dealers but called themselves the Migos to this one we saw Stephen Urkel. We saw Zane was on there. Little Zane, Zane was Lil on Zane. there. And we're talking about Atlanta presence, uh, past and future, right? On Pretty this much. one show, as Paperboy is engaging in a celebrity basketball game charity basketball game which in results in a fight between him and black justin bieber exactly not only that but let's talk about the fact that uh the urn got a case of mistaken identity well we can't we can't just groove, groove over black justin bieber like that easy. okay okay like okay, that okay. was the main point like, that, yeah, i mean we'll it was get, the main point but there. i mean you know I'm we'll gonna make de- sure you die homeless. I mean that 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 just stuck with me. We'll definitely get to earn the it. case of mistaken identity. But with the black Justin Bieber, I want his use of the word nigger with the ER. That was clearly intentional. Whether him being black or not was part of the part of what happened in casting, but him using the word nigger, ER, 
which was still jolting and shocking to me, even though it was coming from a black person. How'd you feel about that? It did, it did kind of jar me a, a, a minute, you know, for a quick second. I was like, oh, but then I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, but then I instantly like, oh, but wait, he's black. It's all right. It's but all right. It, I didn't but think but it was all right. I didn't feel like it was all right. But that was just my immediate thought was, like, oh, okay, all right, wait, it's, it's okay. He's black. But, but yeah, no, it, it definitely, the hard R, no matter who it comes from, it always just kind of stings. You're like, oh, oh, that was a hard R right there. It was and, a shocking, and I think that there was moment. Right, and I think there, I mean, there was obviously some intention behind that. Like, they did that for a reason. Instead of, of him just saying, nigga, like, you know, he said the hard R. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, but again, this is all a parody, and, and this is all, I feel like they, they covered a lot of the stuff that we have seen from the real Justin Bieber in the media. I, the real and, Justin Bieber did get caught on camera at a 15-year-old using the hard R nigga in a, in, in a video that he was repeating a joke. And that was what a lot of people found very inappropriate. But I found this very jarring. I didn't find it very simple. And you know, your mother's in the studio with us tonight. She is. Miss shout, is here. Shout I, out to my moms. You got to give mom a my shout niece out, of course. In the building, live on AfterBuzz TV. But I was, I would, I would be, I would be very interested in knowing her opinion because of coming from a different generation, hearing that word. See, whenever you have a word that you hear, you have an association. So when I say thunderstorm, a catalog of memories of thunderstorms opens in your head. So if you had a bad experience with the thunderstorm, then that's where a phobia comes from, right? It's just like a catalog. Well, that word nigger was very, very real coming up to the civil rights movement. Afterwards, people started using a soft A and coming in and now it's a whole different association with this generation of millennials and younger is where nigger is almost not only accepted, but it's a, a accepted use of the term for bro or dude. Right, or like homie. it's a term of endearment. Exactly. And so there is no negative connotation with that word. So is it shocking to us, but wouldn't it be as shocking to someone younger than us? Would it be more shocking to someone older than us? That's some of the things that we need to examine. And you guys at home who are coming at us with a different variety of, of varieties of opinion, please feel free to comment below. We love hearing yeah, from up. you. Talk to us. Let us know what you thought of this use of the hard ER, because there is a use. It is the usage of the hard R. Right. And that does differentiate between the A and some people don't even think the word nigga is appropriate at all. In any case, how do you feel about even the word? Because this show has definitely examined that word on many different plateaus. But tonight I felt that it culminated with the hard R. Um, overall, uh, I don't necessarily have a huge problem with it, although I know it, there is a I know it's bad. Um, I know there's there's definitely a bad uh, a negative stigma attached to it. However, it doesn't necessarily bother me in certain circles. However, I will say that no matter where I am when I'm when I'm around and if I'm in a mixed crowd and I hear you know and I'm listening you know there's music going on and I hear it whether it's the hard hard you or look it's around the song, you look around and see if right guys like are using I see it. if anybody's going to respond but I also feel just as uncomfortable. Like, I've been on productions where they were throwing it around, and then, you know, and then we've also got white cast members. And I'm just like, what are y'all doing? And it just, for me, it's one of those things that I don't necessarily want to say it's only for use behind closed doors or, or at home, but I just feel like 
you should definitely be uh, very aware of your surroundings when you use it, if you're going to use it. I understand that for some people it's it's entrenched in their vernacular, and that's what they use when they're using it as a term of endearment with their friends. But I also feel like it it has a there's a time and a place for it, and 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 there's a lot of places that is being used very you know very nonchalantly that it's not appropriate, it's not okay. Uh, and and like I said, when it just feels like it's it's overused now in music. So overused. it's like you can't overuse. Like you can't escape this word now. That's very interesting that you brought up this overused in music. Did you feel the same way when it was brought up before in past episodes? Because this isn't the first usage of the word. And in fact, we had a white person use it in the first episode. We did. So is this something where you are now confronting it because of the use of the word nigger versus nigga? No, I mean, I still felt just as, I mean, granted, yeah, this one, you know, gave me a, a you know, oh, oh, hey, oh, what, what did he just say? But even when they did the first episode, and I know this how he was cool, he was comfortable saying it around Earn, but then when he got to his, you know, when he got around the other dudes, he didn't say it. He was just like, I was like, really? In front of Paperboy and exactly. everyone. Exactly. In front of Paperboy, Darius, right. he didn't they, feel comfortable. Right. He, he recognized the difference in the situation. Well, even even when he talked to the uh, the janitor and he said, oh, has he ever said, he's like, man, not, you know, so it showed you that it was it was only a matter of him being comfortable and where he was comfortable with him using it. Didn't make it okay, but, and I feel like that's what we, we see a lot of that, but then we see some people that don't, they don't really know. They don't. They don't understand, you know, that, hey, you need to be discreet when you use this and where you use it. Um, so it's interesting. it didn't it didn't really bother me. This one didn't bother me any more so than any other time I've heard it. It just but it did. It did kind of catch my catch me off guard. Because again, it was with the hard. It R. was very hard. And, and going back to the dichotomy of the Janner and Paperboy and Darius versus Earn, we saw that play out today in today's episode, which catching names was a little difficult. But when Paperboy approaches the young lady interviewer and we have a we have a young black man come in and we can tell the difference between Paperboy and this black gentleman who was a production or on some type of production on the interviewer's team and we saw a difference in the way he acted and Paperboy actually made an announcement made fun of him in a right. way called him a Damon Wayne's looking nigga <laughs> right. and because of his bald head right. but it was the way that he was carrying himself versus the way Paperboy was carrying himself and there is that dichotomy often how do you see and perceive that? Uh, for me, I kind of felt like it was that it was that whole thing that I, I've always heard, you know, oh, well, if you speak a certain way that's different from everyone else in the hood, oh, well, you're speaking white. And, you know, or, oh, you know, oh, you think you're better than me. You're uppity. Um, and I, I, I kind of got that vibe in that whole situation. Uh, you know, I kind of laughed it off. But, um, yeah, I definitely felt like he felt intimidated because he felt like that guy, even though it wasn't even in that kind of in that in that in that capacity, she still got he still was able to get her attention and, and Paperboy, respect and, and respect, respect. Exactly. And she and, and Paperboy, she's just like, oh, yeah, OK, whatever. She was mm. very nonchalant and callous towards. Oh, Paperboy. she was very dismissive. Like, Especially, I, I kind of felt the burn, like, oh, like, just leave. Like, it was just uncomfortable. Like, the more he he kept talking to her and trying to 
trying to, you know, pick, you know, pick things up. I was like, oh, just stop, just stop, bro. Just just let it go. And there was more to it because not only did we notice the dichotomy in the way she reacted, but in the way she reacted towards Paperboy and his music. She basically said, I don't really deal with rappers or rap music. That's how she get put it off as if rap is a lower form and rappers are a lower form of entertainment than mm-hmm. what she deals with. That she primarily deals with pop or uh top 40. Top 40. Or, right. Exactly. Right. And she yeah, she even made a mention of that too. It's like, yeah, my people don't really deal with gangster music. Exactly. As if that's a lower form of music, which we've noticed that in general, we as a society also prescribe to this notion that rap is a lower form of music than other art forms. Do you personally think rap is a lower form of music? No, definitely not. It if it were if it were the lower form that it's often often categorized as, it wouldn't be global. And and you know, and, and let's go back to when it first started. It was one of those things that was considered to just be, oh, it's just a, it's just a fad, it's just a trend. You know, hundred percent. They didn't gonna, even show it on it's television, gonna, right? Exactly. At the time, it's, Grammys wouldn't play rap artists. Exactly. They didn't even not. They didn't even get acknowledged at all. Nineteen eighty nine. Will Smith wins the first Grammy. It's not even televised, and that would never happen in today's world. No, not at all. But but, however, there's still a lot of categories with urban music, especially rap, that they don't, they still don't show. Where you you know unless you go online or you see it on social media, you're like, oh wait, he got nominated. Oh wait, he got an award. Well, I think they, they actually air. make the whole thing is kind of about rap. So I actually disagree. They show well, a lot the, of rap. The Grammys, the Grammys, the Grammys they is show a little a bit rap, more, a little bit more. But there's still and a lot of Beyonce and Rihanna. But there's <laughs> still right, the yeah, pretty much. But I still feel like there's still a lot. You'll still see where you know towards the end where they'll show like what wasn't shown, and there's still a lot of categories within rap. Where people were nominated, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that they were even nominated, let alone, you know, a won lot of something. technical categories. But when it comes to rap, I personally do think that rappers are on a lower art form than other musicians because they don't know notes, they don't play instruments, they don't sing. And so that they don't realize that rap as a form of expression, I think it's equal and even above because it is the music of the masses. But as a actual artist and musician, I can't deny that other artists know more musically oh, well, and are more musically when you, inclined. When you look at it from that from that standpoint, right. I'm just saying from a, a in terms of popularity, popularity and, 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 rap and mass far. adoption rate, like it's Hands across down, the board. Across the board. Uh, EDM, electronic music, is higher than rap. A lot of people discount that and don't realize the country is actually such a huge art form in the United States and abroad. A lot of people listen to country, but we can't deny the power of rap. Rap has become global, just like you said, Kelly. And that the fact that the interviewer actually spoke on it as if it was a different level. We see that ourselves often. We often see that in the way they handle rap versus non-rap. And we see that in the fact that there is an urban category. And Artists such as Drake and Kanye, if you look at their bios, no longer say rapper, just say the word artist. And it has changed over time because they want to garner the respect. Exactly. And a lot of things about today's tonight's episode had to deal with respect, especially when it came to earn in the case of mistaken identity. We saw a young lady who's clearly an agent who's been in the game for a long time mistake earn for a gentleman named Alonzo, who is a more of an agent by far than earn is. And earn tried to repeatedly suggest to her that he is not Alonzo, but took advantage of it once he saw that it was in his advantage to, to do so. Exactly, where he was going to be able to get up there with the other with the other agents and executives and all that. Um I, yeah, it was hilarious and I was I was hoping like I knew that he was he was trying to let her know, but I knew that he kind of didn't 
really want to just get, let the complete cat out the bag. Um, he wanted to see where it went. Exactly. And he saw where it went. It went to the top floor, walked right in, and it was a case of mistaken identity. And in part, it's because to some extent, it's like all black people look alike. This happens in criminal cases all the time is where one black person is mistaken for another black person. So in this case, it was in a professional arena. Right. One black person was mistaken for an entirely different black person. Right. And, and, and I couldn't help but think, like, well, what does Alonzo look like? Like, do they even look alike? Because I've been mistaken for other black people before. And then when I find out who I was mistaken for, I'm like, I don't even look like them. Like, not even a little bit. Who do people say you look like the most? Who, who, is, the person, oh who is the person that you get compared to the most? Hands down, Usher. Usher? I don't know why. That's At that point, that's just racist. You don't look like Usher. It's <laughs> Thank the hair. you. Maybe it's the hair. You do have kind of the Usher hair. Uh, you have a Usher hair. You uh, have the lines. Uh, the way you said that actually maybe a little Usher. Yeah, just, no, uh, I, pretty, felt like, I felt like a, you, you, felt you felt like you're talking like Usher right Usher now? Vibe, an Usher vibe. Okay, yeah. No, disagree completely. <laughs> I've, I've gotten Usher. Um, at one point when I, used to have my, when I used to wear my hair shorter, someone told me I, they thought I was T.I. T.I.? Uh, in Atlanta... At the crystals in what, the drive through Was this person black? Yes, actually, okay, they so were. That, for that one, they were. So we even look alike to each other? That's kind of crazy to me right now. And I was driving like a Nissan Versa, and I'm like, come on. like If I was T.I. for real, I you wouldn't be know. in the rental. T.I., you never know what T.I. would drive. True. But, but what would you do? Oh, in Steve Eliza- McNair. I've gotten that one, too. Steve McNair, I can see. What would you have done in Earn's situation? Would you have used the moniker and alias of Alonzo to get in? Where you needed to get it. Definitely. 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 I've done it on lower scales. I've already, I've already been, I've been at the laundromat and had someone walk up and, oh, hey, what's up, cousin? And he, and we had a whole conversation where he thought I was his cousin and I just played along with it. You know, oh, hey, hey, man, how's Aunt Lucy? Oh, man, Lucy's good. She, oh, yeah, man, she's, you know, she's hanging in there. That's crazy. I went you, never, whole... you never, so what happens if Aunt Lucy, we find out Aunt Lucy had died the week before and this guy's <laughs> just like, why would you say Aunt Lucy's fine? Like, the case of mistaken identity happens in the African American community more often, and in this way, it was a very it was very humorous and comedic. But at the same time, this can be very misfortunate, which we saw at the end when the same same um, agent accused Alonzo, who is being played by Earn at this point, Alonzo of undercutting and ruining her life. And then we see that, and the way she even walked into the room was white privilege. The the bouncer, the gate entry guy didn't check her credential at all no not checked at all. both black peoples that walked in just to make sure and then stopped earn under the moniker of alonzo and said you need to have the placard and, and she was very apt and able to just bring him right in right so we saw the case of mistaken identity turn on her turn on earn at the end of that towards the right. end of that episode right but we saw what happened and then even when he tried to explain like okay look i'm not alonzo she was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Late. I'm going to make sure late. that you die homeless. <laughs> wow. Just, that line really resonated with you. Man, it did. Like, I mean, it was hilarious, but it, it also, I was just like, wow, like, that's, that's cold-blooded. Like, you tell somebody, I want to make sure you die homeless. We also, in this, uh, speaking of the concept of the homeless, dying homeless, right, we saw Earn be very, very worried about that. Like, he really felt like this woman had cursed him in some way. Because at the end, he was acting all paranoid and looking around and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And we also were missing kind of a trio. We always have the three musketeers. Darius should be there. Darius did his own thing in this episode. And in this episode, he went to decide to go to the shooting ring. This is where Darius brought up, as he often does, a profound point. 
a prolific point in which he placed a dog target as his target for the shooting range, right? And people got concerned over this and actually forced him out of the shooting range. Concerned? I think you're being very nice because concern. I mean, that guy was angry. I'm not going to let you shoot a dog in here. He was not. And, and it, it was almost to the point where he, in his mind, felt like that paper dog target was a real dog. Well, and that's the thing. We saw that because it feels like white America's perception of dogs and animals, they, in some ways, value them more than they do black people. And we see this often brought up in the news is when black people are shot by the police. No one, uh, There's a whole movement in white America, not all white people, of course, but there's a movement in white America where they don't understand that. But if the same thing had befallen a dog or any type of pet, there would be outrage and outcry. Oh, all day. All over the news. Everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. And it um, happens. We've seen it with Michael Vick. We saw this where Michael Vick and his family members and friends did something atrocious with dogs where they were having dog fighting. And then Michael Vick served jail time and it was due to outrage. And, and still today, it's still something that's brought up constantly as part of his legacy, which definitely. has been ruined forever in this matter. And we don't see that same kind of outpouring from white America when it comes towards blacks and police officer shootings, which is very unfortunate. But it's something that Darius brought up. I'm shooting a dog. You're shooting human beings. And another uh, Middle Eastern crew came over, and they were defending the minority. It's like the minorities versus the whites. And we saw the minorities go, I saw you do something. You were shooting at that Mexican target holding a knife. And that's something that's actually very real when you look at targets and you go to a shooting range. Right. In a final, final quick note, we do have to concentrate on the fact that Paperboy and Justin Bieber, black Justin Bieber, got into a fight at the end. Now, it was a ring-ding match. It was over basketball. They were in the charity game. I felt that Paperboy felt some type of jealousy towards Justin Bieber's acclaim and notoriety and fame, and he wanted to show up and show off. Right. Well, and I kind of felt like he wanted to, you know, he wanted to do something that would show everyone, like, yo, like, why are you putting this dude on the pedestal like he's not worthy of this he's not worthy of this acclaim and this attention and and and, and you know and, and adoration that everyone's giving him um and it obviously backfired uh you know to the point where the the reporter that was giving him shade earlier you know said look like they don't want you to be the nice guy you know like you're a rapper they want you to be the asshole so play your part. Play your part. And that was the line. Every single episode up till now has had a line of the episode. And I would say that play your part is the line of this episode. So it's not, I want you to die. No, that was just, that was something that stuck in your head. I, know, I, I know, don't know yeah. why. But no, definitely play, play your part. Your it, part. This is what we want from you. This is what America wants from you. This is what the media wants from you. This is what, this is what the public wants from you. Then just be what they, it's, I am whatever that you say I am. Right. And if I wasn't, then why would you say I am? And those are lyrics from Eminem, but it plays very appropriately to this. We saw Justin Bieber give, black Justin Bieber give a, a insincere, heartfelt apology and do Let a little dance and number and break into a song, which was just like promo for a song. And show you, show you how I really feel. And Paperboy felt <laughs> some type of way the whole time. I do think that this wasn't as strong an episode as the other episodes just because of the connotation of I liked what it stood for, but I just felt like it could have been more. There could have been more meat there. It wasn't there in my eyes. But did I enjoy this episode? Very much so. I did, too. I I, I felt like uh, they they kind of went a little bit more for laughs 
with this episode. Exactly. Uh, and and I was okay with that. It, you know, and it, it didn't it, push it, the storyline ahead in my mind. So I'm wondering if this was just a mid-season situation and we'll see more because we didn't see Ness, we didn't see the baby, and we didn't see uh, that in- interaction at all. We didn't see more about Paperboy's situation. Or or about Ern's situation at the end of the last episode. So, so well, any predictions next week? Um, I think... Or After Buzz TV predictions. Ooh, After I Buzz think, TV predictions! Oh! I think... Um, I think, you know, they, they gave us that little highlight where, you know, where they kind of just lightened it up a little bit. And I think we're, they're just going to take us right back into that same groove that we've already been riding in. And we're going to get to see, I think we're going to go ahead and get that follow up. Like, OK, so back to what happened over here and what happened over there. And here's what's going on with Ness and the baby. And I think like we're going to get back to that on this episode. You know, this was something that they had to do, you know, and just, you know, it was kind of like a I don't know. It was like a pit stop, so to speak. Well, I hope so, because last week we had Zan. This week we had Black Justin Bieber. Two comedic uh, points and timings back-to-back. I do hope they get back to the meat, because I did enjoy the meat of the show. The show is prolific, it's profound, and it does talk about a lot of social, socially relevant issues. I hope we get to see more of Atlanta. And I'm sure you guys will tune right back in next week. Same time, same channel. And, of course, this AfterBuzz show. Find us, tell us. Uh, what you think, write in the comments below. My name's Tehran. Find me at I am Tehran all across social media, IG, Twitter, Snapchat, anywhere you want to find me, I am there. And of course, you know me, Chaos J, K-A-A-O-S-J, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Chaos J, holla. And where can they find your mom? Where can they find Bernice? Oh, can we they, say, at, they, at home cooking, usually. At home cooking, chilling in AZ. She's visiting, you know, She's LA visiting, from, from Arizona. Hard. Working hard. So we want to say hi to Kelly's mom, hi to my mom, and bye to all of you. We'll see you guys next week right here after Buzz. We're buzzing. What are we supposed to say? Buzz Buzz you later. Buzz you later. Is that what it is? That is what We need something better. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Make sure to share and subscribe. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.